When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why? But this is something a bit different. It's a condensed version. It's our favourite conversations about tricky subjects, revisited and reduced into bite-sized chunks. I'm very psyched for this conversation. Yes. But I, I'm going to try and not just use it for like my own personal gains and try and make it go interesting for, it. For, my, for my audience. Shall I go then, Steve? And welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics via honest conversations. And this week we're going to be looking at astrology, which I'm a bit delighted about because I try and weave it into loads of things that apparently seem unrelated, but this time I can go out and out. And I'm going to be talking to Francesca Oddi. Francesca is on a mission to bring life-changing insights of real astrology to as many people as possible. And a bit on her background, which is quite impressive. Francesca read natural sciences, biochemistry, philosophy, and theology at Durham University, that's an awful lot, um, before moving to Rome to work as a tour guide at the Vatican Museums. And then there was lots of other further education, including studying astrology, palmistry, tarot, numerology with the London School of Astrology and the the College of Physic Psychic and the College of Psychic Studies. She's been featured absolutely everywhere, it feels like. One of those people <laughs> I started following and then you pop up everywhere. Refinery29, The Telegraph, El Grazio, Women's Health and frequently on the radio and occasionally on TV. And she's one of those people that I um, find a really great addition to my Instagram scroll, which you can't say about that many people. Tell me how you got into astrology I guess if that's the right thing and like what role it plays in your life I mean now it's your entire career but before that before that well you know it went into stages probably like a lot I do think a lot of people a lot of women relate to like always being vaguely interested in astrology and I was Mm. definitely in that camp for ages and then when I got to uni I dated two guys who were like turbo similar both Scorpio born at sunrise exactly a year apart and and that was I was just I was starting to see patterns in my life in the people I was drawing in, you know, my school friends and my uni friends. And, I, and it was starting to be like, this is really a thing. And because mm. I remember everybody's birthday, I, I I could really have everybody in a sort of section in my head. And I was like, there's something there is something in this. And then when I lived in Italy, the Italians were really into it. So Are they they? All, well, much more like a lot of men oh. will ask you your rising sign. So they'll be like, what's your no. sign? And then, yeah. Yeah. So they. That I had, yeah, quite a few just people just be like, yeah, well, and and what's your ascendente? Like, it's just part of part of the hello, sometimes. And so, and I just learned mine, and I started to really see that. I started to be able to really see rising signs, and then I was just relentless because I just asked everybody, like everybody, what time they were born, and worked mm. out their rising sign. But I didn't know anything other than sun and rising. But I still was obsessed. Then I kind of got to the moon. Blah, blah. And when I was 29 at my Saturn return, I was at a networking event and I met a psychic who told me loads of stuff. And then we went to get our coats. And I was like, 
when's your birthday? And then I was like, were you born at 8 p.m.? And she was like, yes, how do you know? And she's, and so then she told me and I was an astrologer. And I should be an astrologer. And I didn't know how to do it. So I emailed Shelley von Strunkel, uh, who was writing horoscopes in the Times and the only astrologer human I knew in existence. And very kindly, her PA replied to me and said, you need to go to the London School of Astrology. So then I did that. I have... Yeah, I started kind of out of curiosity and then a bit of a joke. And then you start asking people their birth charts and then it begins to add up to more than you can dismiss, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets a bit weird. Even when I was studying, they, they'd they say things like, oh, I've got the, you know, my teacher had the moon in Virgo and his friend has moon in Sag. And when they got their coffees, the Virgo one would always be small and the Sag one would be big. And I was like, oh, come on, you're taking it too far now. But it yeah, it, it's it filtered into every every aspect of your life and it's mental. So for anyone listening, just to rewind, if you have zero like understanding of astrology, could you just explain sun, moon and rising? Because I think that yes. helps you begin to unpick it a bit. Good point. Yeah, so the sun sign is your star sign. So w- when we say your star sign, we're talking about which section of the sky the sun was moving through. Now, that's because astrologers pretend the earth is the middle of the universe and the sun's moving around us but it doesn't matter from our perspective that's what it looks like and the constellations and the the stars are just the backdrop so today is the 17th of feb so behind the sun if we could see the constellation would be aquarius but we can't see it because the sun's there so it's light and then all the other planets in the solar system are moving through the sky at different speeds and they're all from our perspective passing through different sections of the zodiac sign so then you can ask where was your moon as in which sign of the zodiac is it sort of against and then so the moon is who you are deep deep down it's who you are as a woman if or is the type of female energy you attract into your life there's a we all have a masculine and a feminine we all have the sun and the moon and in general women are going to connect more with their lunar energy because it's about mothering and nurturing and feeding and connecting and the feminine and in general and historically our masculine energy our son it particularly like four 300 years ago 200 years ago would be your husband and your father as a woman and that would be it or it's the type of man you are and how you assert yourself obviously these days what we want is to be all of it we want to be rounded we want to be balanced but there's still a sort of anima animus in Jungian um, terms, thanks. Uh, terms, mm-hmm. and then the rising sign is how you appear. Basically, it's the mask you wear in a new situation. It's the persona. I'm going to just again use you for my own benefit, but yeah. ne- nearly all of my stuff is in the so much in the first house in Libra. Yeah, but where's the Pisces? Let Let me consult my chart, which is what? really unprofessional, but I'm going to do it. That's okay. Let me do it. Uh, where's the Pisces? Fifth. Oh, fun. So that gives you a Leo vibe. <clears throat> Does it? Yeah. Yeah, because the fifth is like Chanel number five. She was a Leo. Was she? So a bit more confidence than I think I've got. Yeah, maybe. And a bit more playful, more performance. So also, you know, if you've got everything under the horizon, but something in the fifth, it also makes sense that you've got two children with a Leo moon. Yeah because that's their mother and that you are you know hosting a podcast and doing your thing and being seen even though it kind of grapples with my want to be private but you're a Pisces yeah Yeah, there's a lot of Pisces 
it's it's quite yeah it's quite being the performer isn't it because rising libra is about a you know appearances and then pisces is so adaptable and able to be anything to anyone and it's very much like the actor or the actress sort of shape-shifting and then in leo performing so you do see that they're like somebody who's actually quite shy and private but able to express themselves and also like pisces is full of inspiration and ideas mm. and creativity it's a lot of, it's very creative isn't it yeah and actually I end up with a lot of Pisces guests because I think from what I see they've got a lot of feelings and a lot of creativity they don't necessarily yeah and it kind of needs to get out in the world otherwise you're stuck with it in your head hello listener I have a brilliant producer Steve who every single week I ask him to come on mic and be on mic with me because he's a good antithesis of me and often yeah just adds things and he's just come on and said to me what if someone is listening and they're thinking to themselves, this is not for me, this is gobbledygook, for want of a better word, and I completely appreciate that. So I'm interested, Francesca, what would your reaction be if, if someone was sitting there thinking that? Depend, like, if they don't like it, then that's fine. Like, I, I don't need everybody to believe it. And if you're just, like, nonsense, bored, then fine. If you're not, if you're not neutral... And your hateful word that I'm going to say, triggered. <laughs> if you're like fired up and there's something in you that's really annoyed, then, you know, in spiritual circles, we would say, you know, what you see in me is a reflection of you. And if something in you is really wound up about it, then it's an opportunity to explore why that could be. But that's I, I appreciate that's annoying, but that's kind mm. of spiritual talk, spirit, so if you don't care, you don't care. That's fine. If you're annoyed, then maybe investigate it because there's something in you that's rejecting something and that's always an exploration. It's like when you meet someone who really annoys you, they're always an opportunity to be like, why is this person annoying me? You know, are they really patronizing? Well, maybe you like to be in control. Are they a know-it-all? Well, maybe you like to be the one who knows what's going on. You know, it's always a reflection. And so I think astrology always it always works and a lot of really famous astrologers have got into it because somebody read them their chart and they were like don't be ridiculous and then they sat down with the books and they calculated their chart and then they were like mm. I can't refute this I, mm. I actually I, I'm gonna you know you can say I'm not a Pisces but once you really dig into the planets or maybe you know the planets of somebody you love and you you see these character traits and then if you still you know so when I first yeah. got into astrology Oh, started studying in 2015, end of my Saturn return, 30 years old. Met, start talking to a guy I'd used to work in a co-work space with who was 90 days younger than me, had everything in Aries. I have everything in Capricorn. And he, we got on really well, but he couldn't tolerate astrology. He's like, you're too intelligent for this. We'll, we'll get you to see the light. And obviously he didn't. And... And he could, he used to read things I sent. I used to send him our compatibility reports and stuff. And he'd be like, well, that's all correct, but I think it's a coincidence. And at that point, if you're going to be that stubborn, then that's fine. But you're missing mm. out on something that could be helpful if you wanted it. Yes. Producer Steve, does that answer your <laughs> query? Does that fill the gap in journalistically? <laughs> Thank you for that, Prod. I think that's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Thank you. Yeah. It's there you go. 